Hello, and welcome to the Emotional Expedition Podcast. I'm Meg Thomas, and if you want to live a more open-hearted, magical life, it all starts with your emotions. This podcast will take you on a journey, helping you to better understand, express, release, and heal your emotions. Let's get exploring. Welcome back. We are back to our regularly scheduled programming, done with the holidays. We're back now working our way through Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart, and we're in chapter two, which is all about the places we go when we compare. We've already looked at comparison, admiration, and reverence, and today we're going to be diving deep into jealousy and envy. And I would be willing to bet that all of us including myself, have been using these two wrong. So how have we been getting it all wrong? Well, your coworker is showing you pictures of her recent vacation to the Bahamas, and you say, I'm so jealous. Your sister puts in an in-ground swimming pool, and you say, oh, I'm so jealous. I'd love a new pool. That new bag, new car, new yoga mat, whatever the thing. I'm so jealous. Or even the cuter version, I'm so jelly. Well, all of these are incorrect. All of these are actually envy and not jealousy. And yes, the language matters. And in this episode, I'll show you why it matters. However, you still might not want to correct it. I'm not sure how committed I am myself to getting it right. So here's the definitions from Atlas of the Heart. Envy occurs when we want something that the other person has. And jealousy is when we fear losing a relationship or a valued part of a relationship we already have. According to researchers Richard H. Smith and Sung Hee Kim, envy typically involves two people and occurs when one lacks something enjoyed by another. Jealousy typically involves three people and occurs when one fears losing something to another person. Envy and jealousy result from different situations, generate distinct appraisals, and produce distinctive emotional experiences. So remember, envy usually involves two people and jealousy usually involves three. A study found that 90% of experiences of envy fall into one of these three categories. So attraction, number one, I can be envious of physical attractiveness, a romantic attraction, social popularity. Number two, competence. I am envious of intelligence or knowledge. Number three, wealth. I'm envious of financial status or lifestyle. So basically, 99% of the times we've said we're jealous, we really meant we were envious. And now that I know this, I'm constantly seeing it in books, movies, and TV shows all being used incorrectly. So here's a few of the things I am envious of. I am envious of those who have babies. I'm envious of those who are pregnant. I'm envious of those who have tons of podcast listeners and ad sponsors. I'm envious of those people who move into really cool camper vans and travel the country waking up to gorgeous sunrises. Yes, I have envy. These people all have something I want but do not have, and I don't think it's always a bad thing, so I'll come back to this in a few minutes. So why would we rather say we're jealous than envious? Well, there's a couple of reasons. 
The first is there are two different types of envy. There's plain envy and then there's malicious envy. Malicious envy comes with hostility. Here's what it looks like. I want that and I don't want you to have it. I also want you to be pulled down and put down. It can look like you saying that they don't deserve that and you're going down. It's not a great look. I want it and I don't want you to have it. Rather than plain envy, which is I want that, but you can have it too and I don't want you to be put down or pulled down. I'm a coach for CNY Fertility and envy comes up in almost every coaching call that I have. It seems like every single step of the fertility journey, there are numerous opportunities for envy to creep in. And the comparison of each other's numbers is everywhere. How many eggs were retrieved? How many have matured? How old are you? We envy the ones who are younger, who get more eggs, who get pregnant on their first transfer. And I do my best to not compare myself to others because I've now been in this long enough to know that everyone's journey and everyone's body are so completely different. So yes, I do feel envy quite often on my journey to motherhood, but the good kind, not the kind of envy that says I want it and I don't want you to have it. I want everyone to have it. And I do truly believe that because you have it doesn't mean that I'm less likely to get it. This is an abundance mindset, and it's been my saving grace when it comes to envy. And the other reason that we struggle to use the word envy is because of its religious meaning. Envy is one of the seven deadly sins, and two of the Ten Commandments have warnings against envy in Roman Catholic theology. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's house, and thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. Does this ring a bell? So to say we're envious stirs up a lot for a lot of people. And after the short break, we'll take a look at jealousy. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jealousy, the green-eyed monster as Shakespeare called it. Let's see how jealousy compares to envy. Brene Brown says jealousy doesn't seem to be a singular emotion, but rather a cognitive evaluation in response to feeling anger, sadness, and or fear. In other words, we think of jealousy in response to how we feel. So you might be feeling angry or sad or afraid, and that's how you start out by feeling, and then you think about it and you process, oh, I'm jealous. So we think of jealousy in response to how we're feeling. And the definition is jealousy is when we fear losing a relationship or a valued part of a relationship that we already have. 
According to researchers Chung and Harris, jealousy typically involves a triad, two people in a relationship and a rival. The rival is usually another person, but occasionally it's something else, such as a loss of a valuable relationship to time to a favorite activity. The core form of jealousy primarily involves threats to a relationship. Rewards, which includes loss of a loved one's attention, affection, or resources to another. Here's some scenarios of jealousy. Usually the first thing we think of is in romantic relationships. Think of the triad. There's you, your partner, and someone you're jealous of. But it doesn't always need to be a person. And this is the case for me most often. I can be jealous during hunting season or during fishing season because my husband's time is taken away from me and spent hunting or fishing. Very often in a scenario like this, I might feel anger or sadness or fear, but what goes through my mind is that I'm jealous. And the reason for jealousy and the anger, fear, or sadness is that the other person or the activity, like hunting or fishing, is threatening to take time away from our relationship. You can be jealous of your sibling relationships. You can be jealous of your friendships. You can be jealous of a parent and child interaction. You can be jealous of coworker relationships. And in children, Jealousy most often relates to loss of parental attention or perceived special treatment of a sibling and they believe to be unfair. And this happens with babies too. According to a 2008 study conducted by researchers at York University, babies can experience jealousy as early as three months old. Previously, researchers and experts believed that more advanced emotions like jealousy kicked in when the baby was more mature, around age two, but it appears that they can begin exhibiting jealous behaviors much sooner than that. York University psychology professor Maria Legerste conducted a study in which a female researcher sat with a baby and its mother. When the researcher and the mother were interacting, instead of focusing on the baby, the baby became visibly upset and acted out, kicking, yelling, moving around, and trying to just get the woman's attention. According to Baby Center, outward exhibitions of jealousy mean that the parent and infant have bonded. They recognize you and their role in their life, and they don't yet know how to share that attention that they think should be rightfully theirs. It's difficult to nip jealous behaviors in the bud when your baby's still small, but as they get older, you'll be able to teach them the concept of sharing as well as how to self-soothe and be more independent. Animals can be jealous too. Both of my dogs, Hunter and now Bozzy, would always try and come in between Ian and I whenever he came in the kitchen and would be giving me a hug. The dog would just nuzzle itself in between us, being totally jealous that I was getting attention and they weren't. And this is the same for chimps as well. Primatologist Jane Goodall describes passion, a female chimp who was tipping her buttocks towards a young male in the classic for chimps come hither pose when he ignored her and began to court another passion the chimp slapped him hard this is jealousy 
Bluebirds are also jealous. In one experiment involving a breeding pair, evolutionary biologist David Barash waited until the cock was away and then placed a stuffed male on a branch about three feet from the nest where the female rested. When the cock returned, he began to squawk, hover, and snap his bill in fury at the dummy, and then he attacked his mate, pulling the feathers from her wings, and she fled. Brene Brown says while jealousy is frequently considered more socially acceptable than envy, it can often lead to more dire consequences. For example, some research has found that high levels of jealousy are directly related to problem drinking and interpersonal violence when drinking. Other research has found that frequent experiences of jealousy combined with problematic alcohol use are related specifically to higher levels of physical assault and sexual coercion. And jealousy, it's the number one cause of spousal murder in the U.S. So to recap, there's two kinds of envy. One's not so great. The one that says, I want what you have, but I don't want you to have it. And the other kind says, I want it, but I want you to have it too. And as for jealousy, it can have dire consequences, but it's not all bad. I like to use envy and even jealousy as indicators of something I desire. If I find myself envious, I try to figure out what it is I'm envious of. Christmas and the holidays can be the hardest time of year for me in relation to my own fertility. So when I see all the kids making memories and experiencing so much joy, I can feel envious. And that's an indicator of something I desire which I can then use that desire to fuel me to take action towards what I want, which is a family, to be a mother. I can be envious of a friend getting a book deal, and that indicates to me that I have a desire to write a book. I can be envious of those Instagrammers traveling the country in their camper vans posting the epic pictures, and that indicates to me that I need more travel or adventure in my life, or maybe even a camper van. And in all these scenarios, I don't want them at the cost of anyone else. I want everyone to have it all. So yeah, envy, the good kind of envy. And when I really think about it, it's not even that I want exactly what they have. I want my version of whatever it is I'm desiring to write my book, not their book, to create my version of a family, not theirs. But through that desire, through that longing, and yes, through that envy, it helps me see what it is I desire. You just have to get curious enough to look beneath it to start to understand what your heart actually longs for. So in that way, I don't think envy and jealousy are such bad things. Brene says it's normal to feel some level of jealousy and research shows that in small doses and expressed appropriately, it's a normal part of healthy relationships. I love how the poet Maya Angelou frames it. Jealousy and romance is like salt and food. A little can enhance the savor, but too much can spoil the pleasure and under certain circumstances can be life-threatening. It's interesting to note that people who are more satisfied in their romantic relationships are less likely to be jealous about potential relationship threats. However, they are more likely to react negatively to actual relationship breaches. Brene says, regardless of whether we choose to change our language or not, understanding the nuances 
of that language can help us ask ourselves the right questions when we are experiencing jealousy or envy. So if we're feeling afraid or sad or angry or we're deep in coveting mode, we have the tools now to ask ourselves, am I fearful of losing something I value to another person? Or do I want something someone else has? If I want something that someone else has, do I want to see them lose it? Or is it not about that? If I'm scared I'm losing something important to me, what kind of conversation do I need to have with that person? Humble the Poet says three ways that envy can be a good thing. The first is envy teaches us what we want. I don't admire people with designer purses, not my thing. But for sure, I notice when someone has a fancy camera, because that is something that I want, something I desire. The second way that envy can be a good thing is evidence that your wants are possible to get. So seeing someone I know has a best-selling book out, it's a roadmap for me. It shows me that it's possible to do. And the third way that envy can be a good thing is it allows you to celebrate people authentically. When my friends do something I'm envious of, I can truly celebrate them because it's something I dream of for myself. For me, faith and perspective is what allows me to view envy in a positive light. Knowing that I'm on my own journey, I'm on my own timeline, reminding myself of that over and over again, it helps me keep everything in perspective for me. And it's a paradox in so many, so many ways. Everything in life is a paradox. When I get the news that someone I love is pregnant, it's I hold that joy and that love in my heart for them. And I'm also envious. I'm also sad for myself and disappointed in my own, my own journey and my own timing. So it's holding that perspective, holding that paradox that keeps me going, reminding myself I'm on my own journey, reminding myself I'm on my own timeline. And that's how I can be happy for someone and also experiencing the envy at the same time. And sometimes I'm envious of something I can't ever physically have. This summer, I was photographing a wedding at the lodge in Skinny Atlas, which of course also happens to be the place where I was married at. And the bride's father was terminally ill and he got up and he gave the most beautiful speech I've ever witnessed. I turned my camera and captured the guests one by one, all taking note of the significance of this moment, listening intensely to each word, paying closer attention than anyone who had spoken before him. You could feel his truth. It was somehow in his closeness to his own death that there was nothing but truth left. He stood there and he told his daughter how proud he was of her and all that she'd become. He shared how much he loved her and how much he loved his wife and the rest of his family. He shared how grateful he was to her new husband. The moment was truly bittersweet, and I found myself envious for a moment like this with my dad, a moment I will never get, how I wished he could have told me he was proud of me, how I have envied every bride that gets to have her dad walk her down the aisle and dance with her during the father-daughter dance. This envy is the deepest kind of envy for me, a type of envy that will never be fulfilled. 
I don't have the answer or the solution for this kind of envy. I wish I did. All I know is that it's in moments like these that I have to take care of myself, to love myself, to offer myself compassion, and to feel it, to feel all the feelings and not stuff them down inside. This is envy mixed in with bittersweetness and grief and sadness and love. That's all of it. And we have to allow ourselves to really feel it. I want to end today's episode with two poems. These poems are from a book called To All the Magic in Me, a collection of love letters to all of life's emotions by Pavita Singh. The first poem is To Jealousy. Dear Jealousy, you make me feel that I'm the only person in the world who should matter. Because of you, I need to be everybody's favorite, the one person to whom they turn, as if love is a scarce resource to be hoarded, and if a compliment to another is an insult to me. If anyone threatens my position on top, you drop me to the bottom, thinking that there's no space to share and that there's no in-between. You do not seem to grasp that there's no way I can be everything to everybody, no matter how amazing I am. You do not understand that love is the one entity that when shared is not divided, but rather multiplied. You see my importance and value, but you inflate them unnecessarily. Instead of making me bitter when someone doesn't give me the love or attention to which you believe I'm entitled, why not make me better? Maybe you can invite me to find my own love and attention and give it to myself. Thank you. Jealousy. Love. Me. And here's the next poem. To Envy. Dear Envy, even though I have everything, you love to make me think that it's not enough. Comparison is your favorite game. You're conniving and manipulative, convincing me that other successes are my failures and that their happiness is my sadness, even if just for a split second, before the re-realization that I am no less of a badass than anyone else, and am my own kind of beautiful, that split second is enough a word you don't understand, to eat at my psyche and rob me of a moment of peace. Nonetheless, you motivate me to get, to achieve, to be all that I am capable of being. Just know that I can also do that without you. Thank you, Envy. Love me. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for listening. And if you loved this episode, will you please share it with a friend or two? Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you're sure to never miss a single episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.